Okay, welcome everyone. We continue in the Yerches Chaim of the Rush. We're up to Ois Hema, number 86. Just to review number 85, the Rush told us, and I'm reviewing it because uh how important it is. The Rush said, your voice should not be heard outside. Al Tashmiya Your voice should not be heard outside, even if you're not shouting very loud, but there's a certain sense of modesty and a certain sense of humility and softness that a person should exhibit, that even if they're not speaking too loud, but their voice should not be heard out of their house, through their house. And and even if your voice is not going to be heard outside, you have soundproof doors, and you're, you make sure that your voice is not heard beyond the confines of your house, you shouldn't scream like an animal. And furthermore, your voice should always be soft. That is a hanhaga that one should always uh, adapt. Um, you can't hear me? Are you able to hear me? Yeah. Yeah, they're able to hear. Okay. Now, um, we go on to Ois Peivav. Al Talbin Pnei Chaver Chabarabim. Do not uh, embarrass the, your friend publicly. One who does so has no share in the world to come. So do not embarrass your uh, your friend publicly. One who does so has no share in the world to come. The uh, Rev Goldberg cites Rabbi Yoyin and the Shari Tshuva who writes that one who embarrasses their friend publicly has no share in the world to come. Why don't Chazal say that a murderer has no share in the world to come? Rabbi Yonah says something very powerful, that somebody who embarrasses their friend does not really recognize and acknowledge the severity of what they did. And they're not really uh, despondent, and they don't feel guilty about what they did, and therefore they're very distant from tshuva. In other words, even though Certainly murder is more severe inherently than embarrassing someone because embarrassing someone is only what we call avak the dust of ritzicha. Nevertheless, if somebody murders, they will feel guilty. That's just human nature. Therefore, they are closer to doing tshuva and more likely to do tshuva than somebody who embarrasses their friend. Um, it's interesting the Maril writes in some Kuftzadi Dalid, the Rav Goldberg quotes, not, we don't disqualify the Shechita of every person who loses their share in the world to come because it's a person could commit a small crime and because of that lose their share in the world to come. Even though somebody who is a murderer is uh, likely to not be observant in other mitzvahs, and someone who, who just embarrassed someone may be meticulous in other mitzvahs. Nevertheless, that just exhibits how easy it may be for a person to uh, lose their share in the world to come. Now, which means that the reason why a person is ma'abed their share is because they don't really feel they did something wrong. But if a person, of course, were to do the proper tshuva, then in davar tshuva, tshuva would be a recovery for any type of infraction. Um, Rav Goldberg quotes 
Rabbi Cheskel Abramsky, who was asked, what was so terrible about the sin of the uh, flood that they were wiped out from the earth? And Rabbi Cheskel Abramsky responded, the Torah itself says, it says, that the earth was corrupt before God, meaning their corruption was only recognized by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But if you were to ask man, man would have said, yeah, we're Beseder, we're okay, we're, we're acting okay. And because they uh, rationalized their activities, so therefore they didn't recognize they did anything wrong. And therefore, they were very distant from Teshuva. Ois Pezayin. Al Tira Yechoyles Neged Shem Adam. Do not show your ability to any person. Im Yadcha Gavra, if your hand prevails. Because you never know in Tachlash if you will become weak. Now, what does the rush mean here? Don't show your ability against any person if you prevail, because you never know if you if you may become weak. What's the rush saying? So, Rav Goldberg explains this implies you have the ability to overcome your friend and prevail against him. Don't show him all your might. The implication of the rush is that the infraction here is not overpowering your friend. You're entitled to overpower him. It's something that you need to overcome him. However, the problem here is showing your might. So what's wrong with showing my might? The answer is we're talking about a situation where your friend is challenging you, attacking you, and you need to overcome him, and you're allowed to overcome him. But now you want to show him all you got? No, don't pull it all out of your arsenal, because if you pull it all out of your arsenal... That indicates as if you feel you're the owner of all this might and power and clout and pull and connections. No, as if you trust in all of your abilities and strength and connections. And that shows like you think you're the, you run the show. All your might and all your strength and all your connections are yours. That's a lack of recognition that doesn't really belong to you. It's on loan. It really belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So pulling on, you know, every all the arsenal out of your sleeve is sort of demonstrates you think you own it and it belongs to you when in fact that is not the proper uh, course of action. Now, um, if that's the case, um, the Rosh says, if there's a situation where, let's say, there is a certain tayelas to show what you got to stop your friend from hurting you or damaging you, then you're allowed to. The main akpada is that by you showing all your arsenal, it's like you're showing you trust in it for no reason. So that's the uh, very interesting idea um, taught by the Rush. Don't show all your ability against any person in a situation where you need to prevail. You never know when you could lose it, when it will no longer belong to you. So don't bank on it as if you're the owner of it and you're the bailam over it. Okay, we're going to hold it over here. Be'ez Hashem, we'll pick it up tomorrow in Ois Peiches. Wishing everyone a wonderful day. Kol Tov.